I wanted to clap too, but Scott did also. <laughs> have it. On this week's episode of the We've Seen That Podcast, we're going back to talking about Elvis. Just kidding. Johnny Cash and we watched Walk the Line. I'm Scott. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. music we are back uh all three of us anthony and i being in the same room in the same city hometown of genoa wisconsin and why may you ask why i'm here well anthony the commissioner of the what is it the it is the funny boys open the funny boys open why i've been telling everybody it's the battle of the bulge well the trophy is the bulge. The bulge is the trophy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, we have a golf tournament tomorrow of probably the uh, least talented 24 golfers in Wisconsin, probably. I wouldn't say in the whole state, but there'll be some. No, I'm not there, dude. Can't oh. be talented 24. <laughs> Next year, Jim, you got to probably come. And then I'll be on your team because you're going to be better than my brother. <laughs> <laughs> not hard to do not by the way. not not hard at all to do um are we gonna get shit canned on the golf course wow. yeah, yeah 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 that's the only way we're gonna play well probably um so there's a sweet spot in there you know between like the third and fourth beers where the golf is just flowing yeah and my brother will not find it he just goes <laughs> over it he just i have goes. a feeling rob will have Three beers down, three drinks down before we even tee off. Before we get out of the car. Well, you guys tee off middle of the pack, so he'll have probably five drinks down. I'm done. Yeah. So you got six tee times then for 24 golfers? Yep. yep. It's kind of a big deal. I've never done anything that big before. Well, what, how, many, how much was it? The so, first year? story Other time. than your bachelor party, I'd say. Yeah, that's. That I fun. went out to the course to reserve these six tee times. And it turns out on this same day tomorrow, there's two other groups of 24 that day. So you guys are just taking up the whole fucking course. Oh, yeah. So I definitely was like, well, 8 o'clock was like the earliest time ahead of those guys without it being like 7 o'clock in the morning. So I was like, I'm going to take 8 so we get first dibs on all the carts before those other two big groups show up. So veteran move by me, but also 8 a.m. is kind of early and it's only going to be like 48 degrees yeah. tomorrow morning. I you guys just, just got to coordinate a shotgun start. That's the solution. Yeah, but I'm, I mean like 48 warming up to like 55. It'll that's be still pretty solid I yeah feel like. we'll it's feel not, okay as long true. as it doesn't rain and i don't think it's supposed it's to. it's not so no that's quarter zip like weather for golf yep right yep. um but as you can tell from the opener i want to just get this out of the way first um I, did you guys notice on last episode that i asked why we were watching a movie about that pedophile elvis did i don't you, even remember you saying that i, I don't, I don't know if I, either i don't know if i did or not but then i texted the boys in the group chat why are we we gotta at least bring up the fact that he's a pedo um i was convinced this movie was about elvis guys i don't know what happened i really don't i mean elvis is in it i know now like i'd never seen this before and uh how far through the movie did you get before you figured it out uh 
was probably was about halfway. No, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it was okay, like not halfway, but like he was called John enough that I should have figured it out, and I didn't. And then I saw the scene with Elvis, and I was like, okay, and yeah. So, um, I don't know. It didn't strike you at all, like maybe if you didn't know many Johnny Cash I songs, know, but the name of the movie is I Walk the, the Line. Song, Walk the Line. <laughs> I like the song, actually, and yeah, it just, it wasn't clicking. Um, but anyway. I will I'll, give you this in your corner, though. I mean, lots of artists cover songs by other bands or other artists. You know, there's no reason why Walk the Line could not have been an Elvis song unless you knew for a fact that it was an Elvis song. This is so- uh, Before it was Johnny Cash and he made it popular or something. This was very nice of you, Jim, because you didn't have to do what you just did there, and I appreciate it, because um, I would have been the other way towards you, and I would have been giving it to you, so you are a better person than I am. How weird, this is great podcasting, but yeah. just the way my camera is set up right now, it looks like we're on two different screens, because I have the split in the yeah. hallway there, and, and the, the wood wall got the, behind the, the box. It literally all looks the, like <laughs> we're like on a double cam right now, but we're definitely in the same room. Just Speaking weird. of the bucks, so much for bucks and six. Dude, oh, what the Christ. fuck, man? That what hurts. You don't have to do that. You don't have to. I gave you the benefit of the doubt so, on all of this. So uh, it's funny because I was uh, at work and I got a notification that the Packers resigned Jair Alexander. And I immediately texted like three friends. Well, it looks like I'm on football. It was that quick. And I blame the fact that the Bucks just got torched in that last game. If it had been a heartbreaker, I'd still be hurting. But, like, thank God they just got smoked. It makes it a little bit easier. For it sure. does. Especially when they only make, like, three three-pointers and the other team makes 20. You can't win. No. You, yeah. you have to score more points than the other team to win the game. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the... But anyway, um, I, my apologies about not knowing that this movie was about Johnny Cash. And I loved it. So we'll get there eventually. Uh, but for my what we're watching... I didn't have anything this week. It was, again, more... Uh, oh, wait. No, I watched... No, that I said that already. It was just more Designated Survivor, and that show is getting worse. It, no. it really is. Um, Did you think it was going to improve? No. And I, 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 I knew what I was... I know where it is. You know, it's like a solid 6 out of 10, and it's continued to be a 6 out of 10. So, that's where... At. Anthony, let's Very just nice. go to you. Me? I nothing. Yeah, so... No movies this week. Caught up, though I was two episodes behind on Better Call Saul, so now I'm all caught up on that. New episode, obviously, is going to be Monday. It is the mid-season finale, so I expect a lot of big shit to go down. Um, It's been kind of a slow season, but there's a lot of buildup, and I really think this next episode is probably going to be fucking crazy, so I can't wait for that. For sure. Jim, uh, we're going to you, and I just saw your movie that's on this list, and I got really hyped, and I think this is a future... It's a good score. This is a future episode, for sure. 100%. Yeah, so Angie and I first have finished Sopranos Season 1. Um, Big tail end to the season. Cover your ears, Scott, if you don't want spoilers for half a second. Or, it's okay. Um, but, so, Uncle Junior and... Uh, Grandmama Livia, not Olivia, I was very confused about that for a long time, set up to have Tony Soprano whacked and instead just gets half of his ear shot off, which then is miraculously back in the beginning of season two. Oh, so this was a big deal back in the day, huh? It's a big deal today. Yeah, even if you haven't, if you don't know anything about Soprano, like I did, I mean, I had known certain things, but... 
yeah, seeing all of it for the first time, it still hits you. Like, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, like, I knew Gandolfini was in it, and he was Tony Soprano, Soprano and he's in the Mafia, right? But no idea of uh, what was going to happen with his family and whatnot. And really enjoying, you know, the whole him seeing a therapist thing. I think it's really interesting how that plays out in the Mafia family. Is it safe to say... Are you, are you hooked, Jim? Do I have a do I have a companion? I'm pretty well hooked. All yeah. Right. We're I like five minutes before I came on here, we were just in the middle of an episode of season two. So like oh, we're still going. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Angie couldn't care less about the show. She says she finds it interesting, but she doesn't have a character she feels she can root for. It's tough. Um, <laughs> and she says that if I ever get bored with it, then we're not gonna continue watching it. So oh, but right. she's not gonna stop me from watching it, I guess. That's true. Cool. That's nice. Yeah, it's a big win. Movie we watched was National Treasure. I was listening to another podcast review, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and so I felt I needed some Nicolas Cage in my life. National Treasure really does stand up for the most part. It's good. I read some reviews on it from other places, and they were really poor, which surprised me. You know, I think the movie has a really good adventure hook. You know, Nick Cage is not totally out of this world, you know, but he's also not completely terrible either. Um, I think this movie's an 8 out of 10. It's on Disney Plus, easy peasy, you know. Um, like, think about think about what this movie did for trips to DC. It made them that much cooler. Like, it, it, it used to be like, oh, we have to go see the Declaration of Independence. Now it's like, oh, there is let's a go. <laughs> like, on the back of the Declaration Somebody's going to bring it up when they're in there. Like, we got to flip it over. You know? I mean, DC, for that reason, was always a... Uh, tourist destination but for anyone who had a mild interest in u.s history but yeah <laughs> I, I think that it certainly didn't hurt it yeah. by any means that's a good point i i guess i can't say that national treasure made washington dc a more apt destination uh but for me it did i guess i can say for me it did i was like, when i went i didn't actually get to go to the national archives and see the declaration i was a little bit salty it just never fit into my trip I, and it's probably because they have to put it away because too many people have tried to steal it now. Probably. Yeah, I'm sure. That's, you know, and I, I'm always running a fever, you know, so they'll put it down in their vault. Yep. So that's such a... Hi, I always porn. forget we, that hype horn just hits hard because it's always off a week. I'm sitting next to Anthony right now. I don't think he did the homework, Jim. No, I was just looking up with this movie. I definitely watched this trailer. Okay, I don't know. I did. Okay, the first one we got here is Don't Worry Darling, starring Chris Pine, Harry Styles, and Florence Pugh. This movie Directed. looks creepy as fuck. Directed by Olivia Wilde. Yeah, too. I'm pretty sure she's dating Harry Styles right now. Too. What? Yes. Yeah. That's a Yeah, she left Sudeikis for him. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of an upgrade. And while she was presenting this at CinemaCon, I believe, because uh, she's the director, um, I believe is when she got served custody papers for her kids with Jason Sudeikis. Wow. At the, at the thing? While she was presenting it on Come stage. On. Someone slid a manila envelope on the yeah, stage Yeah, but her. it wasn't like he intended for that to happen. It just sounds like that it's almost like getting served. <laughs> like, they just kind that's of... That's exactly what it is. You got to wait for someone to be around and they have yeah. to unknowingly accept the package of legal papers. Right. So it just so happened when she was on stage presenting her movie. That's amazing. So she played and it And that's off. all up cool. to, like, the, the process service company, you know, like. Right. Unless Sudeikis told him to, which no one will ever know, because he plays a persona of being the nicest guy in the world. Right. You think he's an actual jackass? There are rumors that he is not the actual nice guy that he plays on Ted Lasso. Ah, 
I can see it. I can see. He seems like a prick. I don't know. I like him. <laughs> closet prick. Yeah, I think he is a closet prick. Like Jason, uh, and then and then um, who's the guy from Ozark? Uh, Bateman. Bateman. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, he's like he's exactly what he is. I bet he he may be like a slight ass. So yeah, but that's that's my take on the two Jasons. Uh, this movie looks interesting. I. Um, yeah, it's about something called the Victory Project, which so, is like often some commune where uh, Harry Styles and Florence Pugh go to live, and he works for this Victory Project. And Chris Pine plays like some evil benefactor, it seems. And like it's like some sort of utopian type style um, of marriage or something going on. I don't, I don't really. Yeah, know. all of the men who work for this company are all married. All the women are housewives and stay at home together. Yeah, it's strange. It looks interesting. Yeah. Yep. For sure. And coming out like later this month, I thought, or next. I didn't get that to the end of the trailer. Didn't. I'd have to pull up the IMDb again where Scott thought I was cheating. Mm-hmm. I saw the, this trailer. September twenty three. So I'm off by a couple of months, but September twenty three of this year. Oh. Okay. Good deal. Next I one we have is a trailer called Men. This is an A twenty four movie. Um. A young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. While she's staying in a house, in the trailer this is shown, so it's not like it's a spoiler, but someone who is also staying in this house that she's at vacation with jumps off the second story killing himself, and a priest tells her, like, well, you clearly pushed him into it. Um, I can't think of a more horrifying title (laughs) than just men. Because we are ridiculous, one hundred percent. Like the shit we get away with in life is ridiculous, and it it seems that's the angle we're taking here. Is like the entire movie is a plot of like men telling her she's doing things wrong. Yeah, is, is it the, just looks creepy as fuck, and that's classic A twenty four. Yeah, and it, I'm super excited because it's Alex Garland who directed Ex Machina and Annihilation, and both of those movies kick ass, especially Ex Machina's insane. If nobody's ever seen that, they really need to. Um, I've not seen it, and I really want to. It's it's amazing. It's a great performance by Oscar Isaac. It's just insane. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped for that. I think that looks pretty creepy. So, like Scott said, A24 usually puts out the weird shit. What's up? I mean, why does this guy got a clown mask? Like, the trailer seemed a little messed up, but then you got to that point and you're like, oh, we're going this direction? I don't think we know what's going to happen. I, don't, I have no idea. At all. I'm we'll just have to wait and see it. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, next piece of hype. The CW has ordered to series um, Gotham Knights with a K which focuses on the death of Batman and sees his adopted son teaming up with various villains to clear their names as suspects in the murder of Batman. Um, um, I think this sounds dumb as fuck. They're inventing <laughs> a new child of Batman as opposed to using any of the ones that are already relevant in the comics. This feels very teeny bopper, you know, CW show. I think it sounds absolutely dumb. Sure. For everything we've seen about Batman. Is it, uh, do you know, Jim, is it, is it live action? Yeah, it's live action. Why would, like, every Bruce Wayne iteration that I've seen doesn't give off the vibe that he'd adopt someone at all. I mean, you could argue that adopting Dick Grayson, you know, as his ward is adopting someone, you know, 
that was much more like for finance purposes than it was for like legally adopting somebody but he was his ward is always how they described him okay okay oh wait i didn't watch this next trailer shit this one is prey which is the new predator prequel directed by dan trottenberg this is coming to hulu on august 5 it follows um a comanche warrior who goes up against the predator it seems yeah so the synopsis is yes only like 40 seconds the origin story of the predator in the world of the comanche nation 300 years ago naru a skilled female warrior fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on earth anthony and i were texting about this a little bit and i mean the question is how are the comanche just not totally obliterated just because even in the trailer you see the like little tri dot laser sight right pop up on one of the comanche warriors you know so i think that may be my issue even before going into this movie is just how are they going to survive it's not even going to be possible um unless we, i said like an alien shows up or something yeah shit. and we both agreed though we almost liked the idea because the predator movies have gotten a little fucking ridiculous let's be honest um kind of going back to these roots i mean i agree with you that obviously they're going to be totally out out weaponed you know um but arnold did kill the predator with like pretty basic you know fighting skills so you're not wrong um so we'll see i'm wondering if i mean i guess he had guns obviously in the first one arnie did yeah but like if if it's just gonna be a remake of that kind of guerrilla fighting you know is this actually like new ground that they're breaking or not really yeah we'll see i think i'm more excited for this one though than any of them in a long time so i agree and it kind of came out of nowhere i really had no idea this was even happening yeah, we heard about it, what, three or four months ago, and now there's a trailer, and it's coming in two months, three months. And it's going to be on Hulu, which is always convenient. Um, next piece of hype. Jerry Bruckheimer has confirmed that they are working on developing a script for Pirates of the Caribbean 6 that'll star Margot Robbie. Do we uh, uh, know on Mr. Depp? He has come out multiple times in his trial right now um, with Amber Heard that there is no amount of money that'll get him to go back to do another Pirates movie. So the next thing we have um, is the She-Hulk trailer, which is the next Disney Plus show, um, which so far has been getting relatively possible positive talk, excuse me, except for um, people are claiming that while Mark Ruffalo's Hulk looks really good in the trailer, that uh, Tatiana Maslany's um, She-Hulk has not been fully animated or doesn't look totally great. Yeah, I um, agree. It's a little splotchy. I think it, hopefully it's just like an early rendering of the, you know, footage and trailer. That yeah, before it makes up. it to actual production or out into the world. Right. Which this is coming soon too, August 31 and will be nine episodes long. I guess my main question is how the hell is she Hulk smart Hulk right away? Because she's not tearing people to pieces when she turns Yeah. and eventually right. does go on to live as she Hulk. It seems. I don't know. I don't know anything about this character. This universe is just getting so big <laughs> like it's quite i mean amazing. this is the first i've heard of this completely like i i it was on our big old disney yeah, announcement like mid last year yeah. but oh, man was it oh, my all God. we know is that it's going to be like a crime procedural which i think is dangerous territory because those end up being like a dime a dozen in the end right and it might just be a little weird that it just happens to be like an mcu show so i don't know we'll see there's like some objectification of She-Hulk right in the show. You know, she goes to like some sort of party and someone 
like a girlfriend or something makes a comment about how great her ass looks as She-Hulk, and it's right. you know whether or not that's super kosher is a whole other conversation. Because because yeah. you would have eventually you would have gone that other direction with Hulk already. Like so, you can't just do that with She-Hulk. I feel like I agree because yeah. that never would have been brought up about Hulk. Right, right, right. Yeah, interesting. Anyways, next trailer is The Boys season three. This is already coming like in July, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. This soon. This is uh, this is gonna be what's the actor's name? Um, who plays the main guy? Uh, Homelander or uh, Homelander. Carl Urban? This is this is Homelander season, I think. This is because he looks completely unhinged. Yeah, as much as you has been already that we've seen, but yeah. This well, and right in the trailer too, Carl Urban, who plays Billy Butcher takes a drug that makes him into a superhero and he gets laserized too so god only knows where that's gonna go right yeah I, it looks good it looks and obviously the first two seasons were awesome so i think i think it's gonna be pretty good yeah also introduces um jensen ackles uh new not hero but member of the seven nice as soldier boy <laughs> and he's taking someone's head <laughs> off with his shield right away come on come on <laughs> It does look good. I mean, I love the boys. It's just a breath of fresh air for TV, to be honest. And it's, I don't know. Again, it's another superhero show, but it's almost like not, though. It's And it's already coming June 3, so that's perfect. like two weeks out. Love that. There's a lot of TV coming out in like the next month here. Yeah, yeah Westworld is coming out in the next couple oh, months, too. That. They dropped a trailer for that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's June 25, I want to say, offhand. It's just another show that was so, so good for, like, the first season was incredible, and then they've just, I don't know, it's just gone. I would say the first two seasons were great. Season three, major decrease in quality. That's coming June 26. I was off by a day. You know, it just falls into the trap of, I feel like they're just trying to do too much. It's, like, too big. I think it got too complex for its own good. Yeah, too big of an idea, I think, now. But, I don't know. Yeah, right away it was awesome. But I, I owe a lot of that to Anthony Hopkins, too, in the first season. It was great. Yeah, right. And you get much less of him in later seasons. Yeah. Um, last piece of hype. Riverdale will end after its seventh season. There's seven of these? Yes. Wow. I've never I mean, seen it. They've got to be like 40 years old apiece by now, right? Playing teenagers. I guess. Is that a good show? I haven't Maybe seen, you seen it. it. The first season was all right. I've never seen it. It's a show that's known for its attractive humans. Is that pretty accurate, Jim? That's a fact. Yeah. Uh, I got to meet the entire cast when I went to Comic-Con, though. Yeah. And Sick. Wait, Jim, you didn't put on here, uh, which is fine. Uh, are we going to talk about the run times that got released on oh, fucking yeah. Stranger Things? Like, my God, episodes 7, 8, and 9 each are over 1.5 hours, with uh, episode 9 being 2 hours and 28 minutes. So I think it's safe to say that that'll be the final episode of the show and they're probably just like doing a movie. I think like, I think, so Jim, what you were saying. Are they planning on doing another season? Well, that's, that's. I thought it was a season part one, part two. Okay. And it was coming later this year. Which this is it because the, the second, the last two episodes don't come till July. So So I think you're right. This is the end. That must be like series finale. You can't have a two and a half hour episode. Of the last of a season to yeah. end it and it not be the end. Right. Like, this it's is a it. full movie. It's it's, that's a long movie. It's like really, two it's and a half a sh- hours is not. 
a joke. The two, the two, and that's episodes, premiering May twenty seven, so really soon too. Yeah, yeah. one through seven are going to air then, but then those last two aren't coming out till July first, I think. So it's it's interesting. Uh, I don't know. Jim noted that in the picture they all have really bad haircuts. <laughs> Which yeah, they're incredibly bad. They you are. know, it was the '70s, or by now it's got to be like the fucking '80s in that show. Oh, it is. It is probably the '80s now. Yeah, yeah I don't know. And they're all getting older, so it gets harder to make them look time still young. A, time is a flat circle. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that was all I had on my personal hype. I, okay. Like I should say, I'm still really excited for that show. Like, well, yeah, I, I'll watch it. I've, I've, I've I don't got, hate it. I've got a big love for the Stranger Things. So it's just the it, photos they've posted of like the monster for this season are terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Which good because they haven't spent a lot of money on the monsters. I just think, kind of like Westworld, this whole concept has gotten almost a little too big. Yeah, it, it was cool when it was sim- when it was simpler, and you didn't really know as much as when it was at its best. And now it's like this whole thing is opened up to us and there's so many different monsters coming think, out of this thing here's a good question do you think because like let's go back to the cloverfield of the world right like the movie the cloverfield you're the first one if the you good could one? just make movies where you don't like actually introduce what it is you know like what yeah is the monster that would probably hold me over for at least five like I'd probably keep coming back and being like are they going to tell us this time and then Anthony and, and I as screen getting... directors nope you just keep getting again. killed off screen until we finally decide to show you what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm still excited for it. We'll see if that is probably the end, though. It has to be. That 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 probably is the end of Stranger Things in July. So anyway. I still firmly believe, and I'm not the only one with this opinion, that if they would have ended it after season one and never touched it again, it maybe would have gone down as one of the greatest seasons or series of TV ever. Yeah, the hype hype around season one was massive like when, insane. when you started season one you didn't put it down yeah that's exactly what happened to me i knew nothing about it yep. saw it pop up on netflix and started watching it and like after the first episode i was like wait a minute what yeah is they, this the best show of all time they like, created something incredibly unique while just kicking you in the face with nostalgia yeah exactly and then they tried to just kick you harder with nostalgia and i think that's where it lost some of the folks like Jim along the way. Yeah, I absolutely was dumped after like three episodes of season two. Right, which I'm more of a sucker for like dumb gimmicks work on me a <laughs> lot easier than most people. Could you guys tell me if this is what they did in subsequent seasons after that? But at the end of season one, the gang kind of all split up, went their own ways. You know, the friends were still friends. Eleven was off hiding in the fucking woods with Hopper. You know, so then, like, in the first three episodes of the following season, they spent all that time trying to get the band back together, and I can't um, fucking stand that storyline. Well, you Because all like of the CW three. shows do that, too. It's It happened in season, at the end of season two as well, and into season three. I mean, it it's literally been... It's and fucking it's stupid. it's gonna happen again in season four, for <laughs> sure. So, you have pointed out a flaw. Okay, now I see it a little bit, Jim. Thank you for that. Um, and that's why I dumped watching most of the CW, like, DC shows, because yeah, even though it was Flash and Arrow, which were my two favorites, they became too much shows of five or six heroes apiece. And every season, they always all fought at the end and then had to rebuild the team for the first half of the following season. It was boring. Yeah. It's just the same thing yeah. over and over again. Yeah. But... Alas, we have a movie to talk about. Uh, so let's start talking. Jim, 
you have the IMDb description. I do. So this is currently available for free on Tubi or rentable on Prime. Uh, Clocks in at 2 hours and 16 minutes. A chronicle of country music legend Johnny Cash's, not Elvis's, life from his early days as an Arkansas on an Arkansas cotton farm to his rise of fame with Sun Records in Memphis where he recorded alongside Elvis Presley. Load the additional page because it's too long for one line. Oh, they didn't need to go. Where he were alongside, alongside Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Carl Perkins. Whoa. Okay. Um, well done, Jim. Uh, they may have might, might have well just called this movie um, Johnny Cash Does Drugs and people are trying to get him to stop. <laughs> I have lots of the movies spent on that big yeah. feeling that that's probably a lot of how his formative years went yeah um quick question before we start this review what drug was he doing amphetamines and barbiturates so um okay because that makes more sense because cassie and i couldn't figure it out the whole time uh we were trying but in I addition to being a drunk yeah right yeah um the 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 story kind of starts off with like i guess uh we we start in full full fulgrim fulcrin Folsom Folsom prison a little preview a little preview of uh the concert he's about to put on and let me tell you um i got goosebumps each time every each time the band was like on stage before uh johnny would come on uh and doing that like plucking Yes, that was like the coolest part of the movie to me. And and I thought about it like that's pretty sweet that like even when he goes off stage they just kind of continue that build up with the concert, but um huge pro right off the bat of this movie, the music was fucking incredible. Oh, it's fire. like I it, it, my my one question too before we get into the plot of the start a little was did he sing his own songs? I believe Joaquin Phoenix did sing for the vast majority of the movie because I know that uh, he had been practicing, did a screen test, and his voice was pitched too high for Johnny Cash. So they had to, the band had to learn how to play the songs in a higher key. But then when it came fi- time to finally do the movie, his voice had dropped more similar to Johnny Cash's, so they had to undo the tuning of their instruments. I'm Okay, so I love the Joker, obviously, with Joaquin in it, but unfucking real performance in this movie he's like, an amazing actor he's a lunatic but he's an amazing actor he sounded not wrong incredible like he sounded very similar to johnny cash um and yeah i i don't he he stole the freaking show he and reese witherspoon were nominated yes. for oscars and she won so, so i and i was actually about to just go on to say that reese was fucking incredible yeah too. So the performances between the two of them made this movie incredible to me. But we start off kind of with um, what sort of shapes this relationship between Johnny and his dad is that his brother dies. Did his brother die from um, using that saw? Yeah. Yeah, it appears that there was an accident with that and he like sliced his own chest open. Oh, God. So we see it get caught the one time and kind of shock him. So it's and then he tells uh, uh, Jr. or John to go off and go fishing while he finishes right. whatever he's doing with the saw. That's why his dad is asking him where Johnny was when uh, it happened because he believes that he if he would have been there it should have been prevented. And uh, his dad goes so far as to say that uh, they took the wrong son, wished it would have been Johnny who was killed. 
Have yeah. you seen Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? Have you guys both seen that? Isn't nope. that like the parody? With John C. Riley. Yeah. Every every moment of the movie, the dad comes in to John C. Riley's room and just goes, Wrong kid, dad. And he does oh it like God. for <laughs> he does it like seventeen times. So it's just the, like a running gag yes, in the movie. Yeah, because oh it's God. a total parody of this movie, which it's actually not funny because it did happen. Uh, so, but that's what those movies are supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I know. They make you I, laugh. Yeah, but. yeah. But anyway, uh, so that the, the the relationship between Johnny and his dad is pretty rough. Who dad played by Anthony's got it. Robert open. Patrick. Robert the, Patrick. The uh, T one thousand in Terminator Two. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's a T one thousand in this movie because he doesn't fucking age when everybody else does. That's true. They didn't even try. Like, they didn't even try to, like, say, hey, maybe we should... Well, what can you do? I don't know, but, like... They just kind of greased his hair better. In fact, he looks better later in the movie than he does. I agree. When he's <laughs> like, a farmer. When, and then at the end, when he's, like, talking to the kids in the, the cups, I'm like, this guy looks younger now. Like, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, I would say that that part of the movie was pretty interesting to me. was like, yeah, we know that his dad kind of blames him for the son's death a little but you don't get a resolution to that like at all the end of the movie they're just fine and it doesn't i mean if you want to talk about that in real life because that's supposedly based upon two of johnny cash's um biographies right two separate pieces of source material that he wrote or wrote with assistance um how do you get over that fact when you say you know I blame you for my other child dying. You know, that's not something that you resolve. Ever. Well, right. I, I guess I would, I guess I would hope as a human that they would like one day they'd be like, okay, like we're, well, yeah, it, it seems like by the end things may have been, but that could have just been for the movie's sake. But it's also hard because, you know, as he gets famous, Johnny, obviously we say gets into drugs and alcohol and obviously that, What's that supposed to make dad real proud too? Even though his dad was an alcoholic at one yeah. time. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Arguably so causes some of the rift between the two of them ahead oh, yeah. of, uh, what's the other son named Jack? Ahead of Jack's Jack, death. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, there, there's that portion of the movie that's kind of carrying, but let's talk a little bit about, um, what kind of made Johnny Cash unique because in his, when he was trying to get famous, like he was, his first wife, uh, Vivian. Vivian, she did not like that he was trying to be a singer. And I don't know. Seems <laughs> as though she came from a richer family. I guess. And uh, her dad had offered them uh, an amount of money and Johnny Cash a job, but yep. Johnny didn't want to leave Memphis where his band was. Right. Yeah. They paint her in a very evil, like she. Let's just say it like bitchy picture. Which and maybe shouldn't. she, maybe she was, but like I feel like they were pretty hard. Especially but he was also uh, once he got famous out on tour cheating on her all the time too. Right. So that's what I and mean. Chasing like after some June of this, Carter. It's it's realistic. Some of the stuff that he put her through. Like well, she, they paint her in a pretty bad. That's like one of my nitpicks. About and this movie. and and her it was realistic. She was like, "You're in a band. Like these guys aren't that good. It's it's a fair behavior when it's not." paying bills like if you are just like let's put it this way if i said to cassie oh i've got a podcast and, like, and didn't do anything else 
Like, what do you think she's going to say? Fair, right. You know? And it's so not like, unfair in the slightest. <laughs> right. So so why is she painted in a negative light when she's just trying to, like, look out for her family, wants him home to be home when he's home and not talk about the tour because he's never home? Like, she's a very realistic human. And and maybe, you know, if you watch, watch it again thinking, like, she's not a bad person, but the movie does paint it as, like, she's the antagonist when in reality it is 100% Johnny Cash who is the antagonist in addition to them trying to not only play him as like a protagonist but some hopeless romantic going after June Carter even though he's already married and the only person who ever really brings that up are both Vivian and June yeah you know talking about the family he's already got when he's trying to create a new one yeah um and I guess, you know, some love stories are like that, where it's like one couple needs to break up, but Johnny could have handled it a little bit better than he did. He could have, because I would argue, you know, by the end, I was just going to, this one of my points was going to be that, like, June and Johnny Cash were probably perfect for each other. Yeah. To the point also where when she died, he died four months later. So it's like... You know, some you can say that's coincidence, which a lot of times it is, but it's almost like once one person goes, the other one kind of like loses the will to live, sort of thing. So they probably were perfect for each other, but like you said, Scott, I don't. I think you could have probably just gone about it in a much. He could have just been way. like, "I want a divorce," like, or I don't know. Something. You know, it's not like he didn't have the money to make that happen. Yep. You know, yeah. it's not like yeah. either of them or that he was financially dependent on her. She likely was on him to one degree or another. Seeing as they, uh, him and Vivian apparently had four kids together, you know, so I don't know how much she was, like, out in the world working, if at all. Yeah. Well, and and thus leads to the protagonist of the movie, in a way. June is kind of like the person who does everything right, in a way. Like, I know they she does cheat on him, like, help him cheat, in a way, but, like, gives plenty of chances for him to do the right thing and then like watches him go through his entire drug addiction which is such a slow burn in this movie you're like oh my god he's finally done and she's got to turn into a like real mother figure for him though in terms of like characterizations and i mean if that's someone that you want to be romantically interested in that's so unfair to them yeah it like she i was i mean she shouldn't have done what she did do but obviously it was love or whatever because she stuck around and uh, like stuck by him when he was a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, which Joaquin is incredible at being an asshole. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Did he rip that sink off? Like was the, that the sink portion was improvised when he was tearing up that uh, genius that uh, backstage room? Guys, a that guy's a lunatic. Like, he is. He's an amazing method actor. Which hilar- isn't it hilarious that we grew up with him being Meryl Hess from Signs? Yes. It and makes like, it that much we, better. We got that performance from him, and now every time I see him in anything else, he's incredible. Like yeah. that, it's just like I'm Meryl Hess. You know, it's pretty great. But um truly a huge pro to this movie was every time a song was happening in the movie. I, my eyes could not be taken away from the screen. It was just so well done. Like, I don't know what it was. The, maybe the beat of the guitars or you know, the big bass guitar or everything. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Like, it was watching a concert. Well, that's what I mean. I love how so a lot of movies might not 
this usually played like the full song whichever song they were like doing they usually played the whole thing which i loved or at least the majority of it like a lot of times they'll play like half and cut away to like the next scene or something but like like you said you're pretty much watching the concert and i even texted you guys like could you imagine in like the 60s going to like some barn and the people you get like a four feature like elvis and like johnny cash and they're you know, and you said that before Scott realized Scott. it wasn't about Elvis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, what a banger, though. I know. I'd be losing my shit. And they just didn't know what they had. Yeah. Because it Not wasn't that time. It wasn't like social media didn't exist and concerts were just who was in that spot in the town because you couldn't hear about it. Yeah, it was all word of mouth, too, you know, yeah, or radio right, advertising. Right. Yeah, it, it'd be like um, as big of a crowd as we could get right now. Probably, maybe better still than that. Talk about intimate yeah. concert experience, to say the least. Awesome, yeah, be so fun. We, I mean, I'll rent out a gym, <laughs> and that's the, <laughs> the other cool thing was it was in like high school gyms that they were playing concerts in and stuff. Like, right, that's just amazing. And yeah, and, which uh, uh, Vivian doesn't miss an opportunity to bring that up too. That some of the people writing Johnny fan mail are as young as like fifteen years old, and he's like. 30, 35 with a wife and kids. Right. Yeah, well, let's hope he didn't take the bait like Elvis did. Um, but, you know, he probably did. So We'll never know. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think we do know that Elvis did. But uh, never mind. Uh, anyway. Speaking yeah, of Elvis I, for a moment, they lay a lot of the blame for the initial uh, introduction drugs. of drugs to Johnny Cash at Elvis's doorstep in this movie. It's they really did. Do I mean, you think Johnny said that? He was offered some, and then what the the line was, Elvis does it. Yeah, so yeah. that yeah. was the justification yeah. right. for drugs, was <laughs> exactly. Elvis does it. And you know, now that I think about it, that would probably get me to do drugs at that time. Well, we too. get the Elvis movie coming out, which will obviously be very sentimental towards him. Yeah, we'll see how much of the bad stuff it shows in that one. Right. Well, whether or not it's more like Rocket Man or more like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I think I think with, with the the hard thing is because this was like the '40s and '50s. Elvis coming June 24, by the way. If you think there were no rules in like the '70s, I would imagine the '50s and '60s were fucking insane. I don't know. Like they had to be. I they were. It all depends upon what portion of society you're a part of, right? Whether or not there's yeah. no rules, you know. At this point, yeah. it was like the people in rock and roll, you know, and obviously Johnny Cash, you want to call it country music, which is not necessarily what I personally ever would have called him. But yeah. that's what they did. Um, or the hippies in the 70s, free love movement in the 80s. I don't know why he's considered country. And like a lot of people do still consider him country. I don't get that. But, I, you know, he's I mean, more... he certainly plays on country radio even still. Um, yeah. It's all just a matter of opinion, I think. Right. I love it. One of the first vehicles I got out of high school was like this shitty Thunders or Sunbird or some car. And it had a CD player. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes. And I had a CD player and I went and bought the Best of Johnny Cash collection. It was one of the first CDs I bought for that car. I didn't love it. You know, I've got to listen to more Johnny because I'm sure there's more songs that I like that I don't know that I know. That, that's the there were plenty of songs in this that I had no idea they were Johnny Cash, you know, and really enjoyed. Yeah, right. but one he to me that my favorite scene of the entire movie was that song he sang in the prison. 
That was awesome. Um, it's so awesome. Well, I don't know how awesome it is, but the dude played at like multiple prisons. Like he, he did a whole like a whole, tour like, of them. Folsom, and he went to I can't think of the other one of the other really big ones, but yeah, and he's just like a Alcatraz? fucking beacon. No, I don't think so. But well, um, and this was after he in the movie came off of the drugs, which was in exceedingly temporary in real life, is my understanding. And the funny um, thing, the funny thing about that scene when he did come off the drugs and when he was singing at the prison was he seemed to be singing truthful things about his life and almost like taking accountability for it for the first time like he was like yeah i'm kind of been insane and it fit well into a story whether or not that is exactly how real life went makes for a better movie true true and i love the fact that like he started off with this whole of course i'm going to heaven attitude and then just fucking went off the rails and like it i don't know It, it was fun um I, it was in a way a slow burn because yeah the drugs just kept coming back I probably should have expected it after the first time and then after the fifth time I was like you don't need another brown bag of pills and it was never a small amount it was like honking <laughs> the yeah. pills every every single time so um, I think that's maybe that? the biggest failing of the movie is that you know they're trying to sell a movie right they're not trying to sell a documentary here obviously yeah. You know, if you're trying to make the movie more entertaining, they sh- they would have lessened that more. In terms of accuracy, it's important for them to have it in there, but then they still cut it off much earlier than when he finally truly did apparently leave the drugs for a longer period. You know, like, as, at, as of the end of this movie, they make it seem like he's clean for the remainder of his life, and that's not the case. Ah, so, yes, that's, well, he has a great cover song, Hurt. Yeah, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, the song that played in the Logan trailer, which made that trailer absolutely fuck one of the best trailers I've ever seen because of that song. Cover um, is so much better than the original. <laughs> he's well, he's got a way of doing that because he covered uh, another song, um, "Rusty Cage," which might be that's a Soundgarden song I think that he covered that I absolutely love too. But yeah, John, there's always the joke that like you know your song is your song until Johnny Cash covers it. So. Apparently late in his career, like 50s, 60s, 70s years old, he did a lot of cover work. Yeah, he's he's pretty great. I I love the music in this. It's just yeah, the the, fo- the Folsom scene is probably my favorite. It's pretty. Movie. It's pretty. Wild. I mean, it's the highlight of the movie to say the least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well let's let's get into the scores. Um, I'm gonna start. Was it was it close to a ten? Kinda, but I landed on a nine uh, because simply because of the music and the two performances by Reese Witherspoon and fucking Joaquin Phoenix. Both were incredible in this movie. The chemistry was awesome when they would be singing together. Um, you know, I just enjoyed it. I It was a movie where I wasn't losing attention like I did with the good guys. Um, the nice so guys. Would, nice. Jeez, see? There, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I think you know, come to come to Jesus moment here for Scott. I don't. Am I qualified to be on a podcast? Are any of us? Yeah. You, Jim, you are. Anthony, you kind of are. I'm not. <laughs> like I, I act like I know all this shit, and then I come on here and just bomb. Like if you fact check the shit I said, I bet I'm like sixty percent right. Maybe. That's 
That's been out of half. Anyway, nine out of ten, um, for what it's worth, from a guy who's sixty percent right <sighs> most of the time. Jim, let's go to you. So you're saying that only six out of your hundred ten or sixty percent of your hundred tens are accurate? Yeah, I like yeah. it. <laughs> Whatever happened to your argument for it's how you like the movie? You're not a fucking critic. Because because I thought it was about Elvis. Like I don't like <laughs> wow. that's that's where it's like. Well, you did give to... you gave what did you give Jurassic Park three? Was that a nine? And you were so hyped because yeah. you're like, this is what it means to me, here's, not that quality of movie. It here's is. here's here's what I can say is is what I can appreciate a little bit more in life now is when people do call me out on shit. Like it won't be said in in the show because Jim's going to cut it, but I went too far saying something. So it got cut and Jim was like, can't say that. And I was like, thank you. I need that. But like, I got to check myself more often is, is what I'm learning uh-huh. at the age of 27, uh, which I probably should have learned it's never it too late. a little bit sooner. Um, but anyway, yeah, just check yourself every now and then, but nine out of 10, Jim. <laughs> I don't totally disagree with your score here. I, I think it's very good. I ended up at an eight. so only one lower. Um, in terms of accuracy to real life i think it hurt itself by a point for me because after doing some reading after finishing the movie there are certainly some liberties taken especially with you know the portrayal of his drug use um however in terms of also being an entertaining movie too much time spent on the drug use even though that brought it more accuracy so it lost points in both directions unfortunately one each so eight out of ten anthony what do you think yeah, I agree on the drugs too. By the way, that we got it about an hour of drug use. There was a lot. There was a lot. Yeah. Um, I think this is my favorite. I guess biopic on no, it's a nine. I shoot. <laughs> I uh, I definitely think this is like my favorite. You know, when is that a good word? Is biopic the right term? I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah, even over so Rocket like, Man though, which in my opinion is probably the best of them. I haven't seen. I need to see. Rocket Man was pretty good too. Rocket Man's very good. Yeah, um, just because I love this is I love Johnny Cash, huge fan of the music. Um, obviously, the two lead performances are incredible. We talked about it a little bit. I just think like the you know image they painted for Vivian was a little harsh. Um, Not wrong. And kind of like the stuff you guys said, uh, a lot of the drug use. You know, it was a huge staple of this movie, which it was a huge problem in his life. Um, so I don't think... You couldn't have gotten away without showing it. I just think it was too much. Right. It takes up a lot of, like, you know, scenes that, you know, you could get away with not doing it. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of cool to see him try to put it together in the end, uh, whether or not that was done a little earlier than probably it really happened. Um, so yeah, a little knock there, but but yeah, otherwise a super super fun movie and and one i love going back to watch for sure james mangold directed it who also directed logan so it's so funny that he used her in the wow. fucking trailer for that so i was gonna say that but totally forgot cash until you brought it back up must be a huge cash fan so yeah that's cool. that is very interesting all right well that wraps up episode number 88 of the we've seen that podcast it was on my phone that's the only reason i knew um next week what are we talking about? Are we actually doing it? We're doing it. Yeah. What do you mean? Interstellar. Anthony. Are you ready? I'm fucking yeah. hyped about this it's movie. It's a 10. Look at that. Anthony's calling a 10. Of course I am. I probably am already too. Um, it's my favorite movie of all time. I'm not saying it's the best movie of all time. You get those two mixed up. We're going to be going deep into space on this one because 
I read something the other day. Well, I was on a podcast. This little maneuver is going to cost us 50 years. Yes, it, it for sure will. <laughs> this whole podcast is called it. Anyway, uh, I read something that said if a book goes through a black hole, it loses its data. And I was trying to think about that, and I can't con- conceptualize it. And that's what this whole movie was like to me. I was like, what are we doing? What is going on? Uh, but then you watch it again, and you're like, oh, the plot really isn't that complex. You know, it's... You- well, yeah. I, I like mean, this movie more every time I watch it. It's the best theater experience I've ever had. Yeah, that's true. This that is one up. if you have a big TV and some subwoofers, you got to put it on and just turn the lights off. And I I feel ashamed that I never saw an IMAX. Not yet, anyway. Do you think they'll re-release it into IMAX? Or I'm do sure we, do some we just IMAX need to theaters make will, enough money. Will bring Only two more too. years for a 10-year anniversary screening. There you go. And by then, we'll be big enough that we can rent it out, I bet. Yeah. That's that's the goal. It's only a hundred bucks to rent a Marcus Theater. It'd be like the, probably more for IMAX. You know, um, you know, the movies are getting more expensive. Yeah. I don't like it. My dad was telling me to see Top Gun three days early. Instead of your normal twelve or thirteen dollar Marcus ticket, they wanted twenty dollars a piece to see it so three days early. So this is what we've been hearing of this potential upsurge in pricing per they get to pick per movie. Is that is a real thing? I think that was an AMC thing, but this was so you could see it early, three days before release date. God, that movie's supposed to. Be, it's got mega hype. It's supposed to be better than the original. It, the original wasn't that good. I, well, Whoa! It's a cult classic, man. Uh, rewatch it and tell me like the flying scenes were good. This the flying scenes the fly, in this are going like, to be practical effects. The they use legitimate fucking jets, dude. How can they be yeah. bad? Yeah, but now the cameras are better. Well, it's going to be insane. It wasn't. There's some parts about the original that are weird, and yeah. my mother has what? told me no less than three times that she wants to see the new Top Gun movie, and I, I just, definitely I couldn't fucking believe it. Yeah, why? Well, I, I will. <laughs> if they don't have a beach volleyball, one hundred percent. With Miles Teller and Tom Cruise, <laughs> yeah. if we don't get that, I mean, come on, they got to put it in just out of principle. It's insane. They put fucking oil on Tom yeah, was, Cruise, and they'll play like Batman, and then, and then it goes on for like. It's like a 15-minute scene, I feel like. Maybe it's only five, but it feels like 15. Well, then he rides his motorcycle over to Kelly McGinnis' place. Yeah. I need to use your shower. (laughs) (laughs) But that does have a lot of hype, and I don't know if we've had it on high porn, but... uh, I'm excited. I am, too. Um, I want to see it. Anyway, uh, Jim, where can the people find us? As always, you can follow us on Twitter at weave underscore scene underscore that. Like us on Facebook or email us at seenthatpodcast at gmail.com. That's S-C-E-N-E, that podcast at gmail.com. All right. Well, we will see you next week for Interstellar for episode 89. Close to 90. Yeah. Close to 90. And, uh, Anthony, what are you going to shoot tomorrow? Oh, a team score, obviously. Yep. Me and AJ. Yep. Uh, I'm going to – last year we were really bad. What would you shoot? 18 over because I golf like shit. In a scramble. Yeah. It was bad. Holy shit. You can't shit. buy any hole in ones on this scramble. Dude, I'm not sure two, I want to come next year. Man. That's yeah, a good like point. we're not <laughs> it's not like four man no, we need a million po- it's I don't, like, do you, are you doing like you can't like buy a, nothing like that where you buy a stroke or something like that. I don't, oh, I don't it's pretty straight up just cuz I feel like that's the easiest. Yeah, but that's a good point. Like I'm sitting here thinking like well Rob will help me out and he won't. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's only one other guy. And yeah. it's your and it, 
And, and if then, your partner, you know, God bless AJ, but he's not the greatest golfer, so... No, but he's like a guy you want in the cart. Exactly. He's, he's a hilarious. great cart guy. Yeah. And, we, and we're and we in a group with if we got to If we got to 10 over, I'd be thrilled. I'm, I, shot I've got the number at 15. Bro. Because I want to finish in the top three so you get payout. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. That's my aim goal, too, then, would be But getting the, the caveat is if you finish in last place, but you have to be at least bogey. So, like, the best or, like, the worst you can be is 18 over. Yeah. You get your money back. Oof. Wait, so if you go over 18 over... That's too bad. That's too shitty. Well, that's... I mean, that's play... What do I win here? Because you have to try Nothing. then. At that's least the point. a little bit. I don't right. want people to just fold on purpose just to get their money back. There's you know? no way we would do that. We wouldn't fold. Well, that's why also it's only money back. At first, Chris, the Fair one enough. guy, wanted to do like 100 bucks. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to let people bucks. play for it. It's going to be only money back. Sheesh. So, last place, at worst, 18 over gets their money back. Man. All these high if you're rollers. below, if you're if you're worse than eighteen over, sorry, you suck too bad. Okay, <laughs> well, Rob and I have a real good shot at that. Um, but anyway, excited for it tomorrow, uh, Jim. We gotta we gotta get hit the links this summer here too. Yeah, I've been out yeah. once for a round of nine already, so oh, I shit, yeah. I suck, and I had no partner, but I was sixteen over, and I was not That's upset not in the slightest. That's like a 52, right? That's not bad. I got my... It was a 49. Oh, so it was like a par 30... 33. What? What's For a nine. Par 33, a bunch of par 3s on there or what? I don't know. I think there's three par 3s at that course on that 9 hole, because all it is is 9 holes at that place. Yeah. I've um, definitely golfed worse gyms, so don't feel bad. Yeah, I certainly yeah. have two. I'm blaming it on the Kirkland golf balls I got. They're, they oh, yeah. feel really nice, actually. And I didn't lose a single one, so no penalty hey, strokes. Dude, that's a huge depth. That's a huge That's a w. big that's a day. Of, yeah, a lot of water on the course. If you just there. feel better, no matter what you shoot, if you only use one golf ball, it like... That's never going to happen. It makes you feel much better, though. It certainly I, does. I, I always hook one in the woods, and I'm like, I'm not looking after that. <laughs> like, I'm not going. For the day I had my slice figured out. Oh, you're one of those who lines up, like, directly left to, to correct it. I mean, I gotta. Otherwise, yeah. I'd lose three or four sleeves of balls. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, that's that's enough talk, talking golf on the podcast. But anyway, schedule coming up. Episode 100 will be Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Um, I don't know how often we're going to keep saying that. Every time. Every time. Uh, but anyway, thanks again for listening to the 88th episode of the We Seen That Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. And roll credits.